some kitchen innovation from Zojirushi. Welcome to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Zojirushi has become a go-to brand over the years when it comes to rice cookers. There's a lot of pressure in this business. Forgive that. And with us is marketing manager Marilyn Matsuba. Good to see you, Marilyn. Hi, good to see you. And we're going to explain that you are in an office environment. That's why the, the mask is still on for this. <laughs> Zojirushi is a company that, that dates back more than 100 years in Japan, and the innovation is continuing. You've unveiled a new pressure induction heating rice cooker and warmer with lots of tech and lots of style. Describe for us what is new here. So this actually um, is going to be available in the springtime, so not available yet. I just want to make sure to clarify. It's a completely new um, in pressure pressurized induction heating rice cooker um, that has the control panel on top of the lid. So I don't know if you're familiar with our um, regular rice cookers. They usually have a the control panel sort of towards the front of the rice cooker. Um, by, by having it on top of the lid, it makes the rice cooker a lot more compact and the design is, is so much more sleeker and sort of unique looking. That's interesting. So putting it on the top saves space in the kitchen. And and as far as the technology for cooking the rice is concerned, there's some there's some new stuff going on there too. <laughs> there's pressure. Um, I'm not sure how much your um sorry, your readers are familiar with rice cookers, but aside from induction heating and pressurized cooking, this unit has a new my rice setting where after it's done cooking rice, you can enter um, what you thought about the rice, if you prefer it to be a little bit softer or harder or a little bit more chewier by entering your opinion, the next time you use the rice cooker, it'll adjust it so that it, it'll try to cook it as much to your preference as possible. And I guess you have to be consistent and you help out with that with measuring, I suppose. You have to be consistent with the amount of rice and the amount yes. of water that, that go in for it to be uh, as precise as you'd want it to be, right? Absolutely. One of my pet peeves actually is, um, um, and this is what I used to do when I was younger too, I was taught that you don't really have to measure the rice or the water, you use your finger method. So the, the com I guess the, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it. Like we were taught to just use our hands to measure the amount of water that would go into the rice cooker. But we cook tons and tons of rice every year when we develop rice cookers to make sure that the, that the rice turns out perfect each time, no matter how much you cook. So every rice cooker will come with a rice measuring cup. You use the rice measuring cup to measure your raw rice. And then once the rice is in your cooking pan, we have water guidelines that'll tell you how much water you're supposed to fill to. So you essentially really don't have to measure the amount of water, you're just pouring to the corresponding line. Interesting. and. You have something that you call advanced fuzzy logic. And I think I've been called something akin to that, but tell us <laughs> what, what is that? 
So it's basically a, a sort of a coin term for a microcomputer chip. Basically, most of our rice cookers come with a microcomputer chip. And by having that chip, you it can cook different types of rice differently for you. So for example, something like brown rice, because it has that hard husk on the outside, you want to cook it at a lower temperature for longer so that it still cooks through the hard outer layer um, but it doesn't disintegrate the rice. Um, and the, the MICOM is basically what, what makes that possible. Um, fuzzy logic is just, a, 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 it's, a, it's originally a science term, but basically um, it's a more advanced form of MICOM or microcomputer chip. Um, it can take more of a not specific data, like fuzzy data to sort of figure out what it needs to do so that the outcome of the rice is perfect every time. And you also say there's artificial intelligence being used here. Is that what you were talking about before when you said you tell it how the rice came out after, That's, after it's cooked? The, the My Rice is, is, is a program. So it's kind of like if you think of a grid, it's gonna go off of a grid. So you say you want it um, softer, but chewier, then it's just gonna go up a grid and then adjust the cooking um, the next time you cook it. The artificial intelligence, um, it comes more in, um, is more handy one when you're keeping warm. Um, once the rice cooker is done cooking the rice, it'll automatically keep your rice warm. When it's keeping the rice warm, it actually sort of um, figures out how much rice is left inside the rice cooker and adjusts the temperature so that it doesn't dry out the rice. Um, the other thing that it can do is it sort of remembers how the rice cooker cooks when it's new. So once you start using the rice cooker, obviously down the road, it's going to start to deteriorate. The gasket's not going to work as well. The temperature sensor is not going to work as well. And when it starts doing that, the artificial intelligence can gauge that difference and adjust the cooking cycle so that it can still cook the way that the rice cooker used to cook when it was brand new. Wow, I wish I could work that way. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so ease of use is a, is a big thing with any kitchen appliance. To, and I'm sure you study that uh, intensely to make sure that this is uh, easy for consumers. But tell us, tell us what the experience is for your customers. Um, I mean, we've been making rice cookers for so long that they're, a lot of them are just very small things that make a difference. One of the things that we are um, very um, specific about is the nonstick coated inner cooking pan. Um, we do have customers who want a non-coated stainless steel pot, but if you've ever tried cooking rice in a stainless steel pot, it it's very difficult to clean. And all of our um, rice cookers have a nonstick pot so that once you're, you're done serving the rice and it's really, really easy to clean. Um, um, and in terms, of the menus, in terms of the menus before you get started, uh, stepping people through it, it's pretty fast and easy, right? The menus, yes. So there's just a button and then you just basically click through the menus and tell the rice cooker what kind of rice you're cooking. Really, really simple. Now you have 
a couple of different sizes, right? Of this new of these new models coming out. Tell us about that. And, uh, what, the pri what the pricing will be as well. Sure. So five and a half cups and ten cups is is generally our standard um, uh, capacities of rice cookers. Um, five and a half cups is actually the amount of raw rice in our measuring cup that's going into the rice cooker. Um, it's it's it cooks it yields about 10 cups of cooked rice so we recommend for families of maybe around four the five and a half cup capacity and then any larger families we recommend the 10 cups um and, price and wise go ahead Mm -hmm. Price wise, the five and a half cup, the um, suggested retail price is $830. And then for the 10 cups, it's $885. Okay. And what people are paying, people would wonder wow, that's an expensive kitchen appliance, but you're paying for a lot of technology and something that's going to last for many, many years. Right. Um, our, our brand is known for our quality, and this is going to be our flagship model. Um, it cooks rice better than any of the existing models that we have. So I wouldn't recommend it for every, everybody. <laughs> you know, not anybody needs an $800 rice cooker, but if you do, if you are particular about, particular about the texture and the taste of the rice, then it's definitely worth the investment. For more information, where can people go? Um, unfortunately, not yet because this product isn't available. Um, but once it's available in the springtime, you can go to zojirushi.com. And it's Z-O-J-I-R-U-S-H-I.com. Dot com, yes. Marilyn Matsuba, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you. Have a nice day. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers, and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, Without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.